Hey, everybody. Calendan here from Birdies and Bourbon. <laughs> oh, did we have a good time with Michael Thompson, two-time PGA winner, talking about muscle cars, the Memorial Tournament, mm. and Dan... Uh, what's your favorite milkshake at the memorial? <laughs> exactly. I'm not going to give that away. <laughs> not going to give that away because he got into a little bit of that too. He got into the changes that Jack's been up to uh, while while having some Basil Hayden, right? Wasn't that what it was? Uh, he was sipping on some Basil Hayden. He's at a rental place mm-hmm. uh, in Dublin, Ohio. I don't know if he had permission to drink it or not after we told him this was being recorded. <laughs> he did. Uh, he did but, too. <laughs> but he definitely poured extra. He's like, if I'm paying for it, uh, Dan and I we're sipping on uh, Magnolia Bottle and Bond, SN Pike's Magnolia Bottle and Bond, and it was uh, it was really good. So, uh, Tate, you want to hear about Eagle Scouts? You want to hear about the new renovations at Muirfield Village? It was absolutely fantastic, and we really oh well and. Uh, drinking more whiskey with fighter pilots coming up. Old line spirits. Uh, we may need to send a signal. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That definitely, that definitely is going to happen. Uh, but it was a great time with Michael. And um, yeah, he was at the uh, the rental house. He was down in the basement. Uh, some internet challenges from time to time. You might hear some internet challenges. He he was in the rental house right there. Uh, you know, coming off the practice round that whatnot. But uh, great conversation. It was a ton of fun. Yeah. And he said the memorial renovated is his kind of course. Yep. Cheers. Cheers. Make more birdies. A bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice. This is not a tip. This is a prescription. Trust me. Mm. If you don't, you will fall out of bounds. Welcome to Birdies and Bourbon. Sit down and have a sip. Welcome back, everybody, to the Birdies and Bourbon show. Uh, we're here with two-time PGA Tour winner, Michael Thompson. Michael, how are you, sir? I'm very good. Thanks for uh, for having me on, guys. It's, uh, it's going to be fun to join you. Absolutely. Uh, it, it is going to be fun to chat with you. So I'm drinking um, Bottled and Bond Magnolia Whiskey. It is a local, I, I'm going to say local, it's an Ohio-based uh, brand. I think they're only in Ohio right now. They're trying to uh, to spread out a little bit, but nevertheless, what are you sipping on? Uh, I've just got your classic Basil Hayden. Oh, nice. uh, okay. That's a good go-to for me. Uh, I'm still kind of new to the whole uh, bourbon and scotch and whiskey game, so I'm I'm kind of learning right now. Yeah. Um, well, you got uh, we got to start I've somewhere. Developed a team for it. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, nothing, so, nothing wrong with that. Uh, Basil yeah, Hayden's so, a good fallback. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and by the way, it's uh, so. Are you in a rented house or are you actually at an establishment? Uh, I'm in a, a rental house, actually. The uh, I think it's a bachelor uh, who lives here, but it's a very nice house. It's got a great bar, as uh, as you can see behind me. Uh, nice. So I kind of dipped into his stash a little bit, uh, which he said I could do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I got the permit. Um, I was about uh, to say you, this is being recorded. So if he if he didn't, you may want to you may want to send him a note. Yeah, no, it's it, it it's all good. Uh, I, I usually every tournament I go out and get uh, either a bottle of scotch or a bottle of whiskey, um, uh, and you know, kind of whatever I'm feeling. Um, ooh, I've actually started out getting into scotch because um, my dad loves scotch. Okay, uh, brother who's a fighter pilot 
you know, they like to drink, they like their brown liquor. So, um, kind of gotten into all the, uh, all the different kinds and just kind of picking their brain, what they like, what, uh, um, what they've tried. And, um, uh, so I'm just, uh, every week I like to try something new. Cool, man. Well, That's good. you know, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. So, you know, there's a lot of American single malts that are kind of, well, that, let me preface with the kind of the whole, and, and hey, for those of you that are listening, uh, we will start talking about golf eventually, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're talking about whiskey now, but, but the whole craft, uh, distillery thing is, is kind of in its boom right now. Right. And it's been happening for some time, but you know, if you think back, what, 10 years ago where craft beer kind of started, we're starting to see that with, uh, with whiskey and, and, you know, bourbon, while yes, it is still kind of, you know, in the forefront and, you know, bourbon is the thing. Uh, these distillers are starting to venture into the, uh, kind of the American single malts. So, uh, if this goes well, which I'm sure it will, I'd love to get some samples over. And by the way, old line spirits, mm-hmm. um, they sent over a cast strength single malt. We had a show with them. I don't know. It's been a few months ago, but it's uh, it's from two. I'm going to say retired fighter pilots in the Navy. They may not be retired, but they're they're no longer fighter pilots. Right. But, uh, but they bought a, a distillery and they're making their own booze now. And it's right. it's single malt. Yeah, it's so good, man. I, I'd good. love to uh, do a tasting with you on on a on a future show and get into some single malts and kind of go down the. It's almost Scotch. It's just not made in Scotland kind of stuff. So okay, yeah, no, I'd love to. That you know, would be cool is actually to bring my brother in uh, yeah. as well since he's more versed in all of this and yes. Get in fighter pilot mentality with regards to booze. So <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We'd, we'd love that. So, yeah. all right. So hold on. So well, we'll talk yeah. more about whiskey in a minute. So, yeah. um, T14 in 2019 at the Memorial. Um, let's see, you didn't play last year, but you played the course before you played it really well. And for, I don't know what the hell's going on with you, but, uh, but you like these hard golf courses <laughs> And, and, it, and in knowing the memorial and, and playing it in tournament fashion, showing up, the, have you played it prior to uh, this week with the renovations? No, I haven't. Actually, uh, I played the back nine today, played the front nine yesterday. So I've gotten all 18 in um, first first time seeing the, the renovations. And um, I, I actually really liked uh, what he did, uh, what Jack did with a lot of the uh, the small nuances of, of some of the holes and, and a lot of the greens. They resurfaced all the greens. They redid all the bunkers. Um, I think the green complexes are much better uh, in regards to having more pin placements. They flattened out certain areas. Um, so they, they have options every year. We don't, we won't just get the same four pins every year. Like, like, like we usually do, um, which I think will make the tournament a whole lot more interesting. The one thing I didn't like is some of the bunkers around the greens. They're so far below the green surface and they're shaped like tacos. So if you land in the top Uh, part of the bunker, it rolls all the way down and then onto the downslope of the backside and then having to hit, you know, 10, 12 feet into the air it's just it's almost impossible so um in that regard i I didn't like like that design uh feature but i think overall i think you did a great job 15 the par 5 is way better Mm. on tv it's gonna look 
so much more beautiful. It looks like a, like a traditional par five, good risk reward hole now with the water right of the green. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to play this week that, I mean, the course is in unbelievable shape for having done the renovation in less than a year, um, is really phenomenal. Um, it's, it's probably the best shape I've ever seen it in. Wow. Are, are you surprised? I mean, you, you get to see a lot of great golf courses, right? And, and generally speaking, I'll say in, in pristine condition, right? At, at least when you start the week out now, depending on how the course is playing and what the weather conditions are, they may do some things that may turn some color, you know, et cetera. But it, I mean, are you surprised at what they did in, you know, give or take 10 months in turning in, in uprooting and, 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 you know, Arnold said it, right. He's like, I didn't necessarily set out to make it harder uh, he wanted to make it more playable for the members, right? Which, which you know, we, we get that part. You guys show up once a year, last year, twice, but, uh, you know, in that sense, but are, are you really, are, it, was it kind of like, you know, holy shit, they actually really did this and this is what it turned into? Yeah. I mean, it, it um, the only way that happens if you have a game plan going into it. Right. And so he must've been thinking about this for, for a few years and kind of planning and talking to, to the, the architects on his team and, and, talking with the, uh, the membership and, and all of that. So, uh, and obviously Jack carries a lot of weight, uh, you know, with his, uh, his, who he is and his stature and, and his idea for the game and where the game has gone. And, um, so if anybody was going to pull it off, it was going to be him and his team. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's, and this is like in, in a lot of the videos coming out that he's sharing on Instagram right now. Um, they're saying that Muirfield village is his baby. This is, this is his golf course. This is his tournament. It's been that way since the seventies. Um, and, um, you know, it's just a special place for him. He's not going to cut any corners, uh, mm-hmm. with regards to any renovation. Yeah. Um, so it is impressive. So with the, the course in this week, uh, so you feeling, uh, you feeling good about it. The weather, you're going to get some thunderstorms up there probably, uh, maybe a little later in the week or, uh, what's, uh, what, what's happening at the Memorial. Yeah. It looks like tomorrow we're supposed to get a ton of rain, uh, not a ton, a half an inch of rain, um, which should soften the course a little bit. I mean, the greens are so new, they're going to be firm either way. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh I, th- I think the course hasn't had a lot of play. And I think with the renovation, they, they improved a lot of the drainage. They put uh, um, a sub air system in on a lot of the greens. So mm-hmm. um, I think the condition is going to be pretty good. Um, but uh, in terms of how I'm feeling, I'm feeling really good about my short game ball striking wise. I've kind of struggled in the last, uh, last couple weeks. Um, I didn't get as much practice uh, as I would have liked. Um, but, uh, I've got my coach, Justin Parsons here and we're working on it and uh, had a good session today. Um, and I have to remind myself kind of constantly that I don't have to hit it perfect in order to play well every week, um, or or even give myself a chance to win. Um, my coach shared a, a quote from Ben Hogan today was that, in 1946, he came to the realization that his pursuit of perfection was was fruitless, uh, frivolous, uh, and basically he stopped pursuing perfection. And that's coming from the guy who probably was better than anybody in history, right? Um, and 
that kind of that alleviating that pressure of having to hit perfect golf shots is what allowed him to have the career that he, he probably did. So um, I think that's just a good reminder for me that, I don't have to hit it perfect. You just got to get the ball in the hole as fast as possible. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good is one. that the uh, is that the Eagle Scout coming through? That's kind of got you, you know, on, on that laser focus of perfection. Maybe a bit, yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, what, so, what about fa- any? Uh, what do you have a favorite hole um, uh, out here at Memorial, or just in yeah. general? Well, at Memorial, yeah. I mean, is is there? And I guess maybe it's a two part question, right? Is there? What was there a hole that's like, hey, I, I know I can go after it. I can attack there, and right. you know that that's where you know that's where I'm kind of going to go for it. And it probably depends on where you are in the tournament, right? And, and what you're going to do. But but is there a hole like you just always know that you're going to do? And did the change did that kind of shift for you? And do you now have maybe a, a least favorite and 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 a favorite? Yeah. Um, I would say number three, the kind of a short par four, um, the, the change that he made there was he brought the green closer to the water and there was a bunker in between the green and the water that he removed, uh, just to bring the water more in play. Mm-hmm. But I always thought that was one that, um, you know, you hit uh, three wood down there in the fairway and then you have anywhere from a gap wedge, at least for me, a gap wedge to a wedge into the green. And, um, uh, you can be really aggressive with that, that hole. You want to give yourself a good birdie chance. So that was, that's one that, uh, kind of licking my chops when I get to the tee box. Nice. Um, the whole, the least favorite. And I probably, this probably goes in line with a lot of the tour pros. Um, currently is number 16, the par three. Um, it's just a long par three all over water. And especially now with the renovation, the greens rock hard. So there's really nowhere to hit it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You either block it right or you hit it in a back bunker. And that's kind of, that's kind of what, what you expect and try to make par. Um, so that's, that's going to be a tough hole because uh, guys aren't going to be as aggressive as, uh, as they would like to. Yeah, because everything's playing, what, three of the four, they're playing over 200 yards or better, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Wow. yeah. And he also lengthened uh, all the par fives now, so they're they're pretty much all playing uh, three-shot holes. Um, oh, wow. Uh, it, really, the, the longest hitters might have a chance to get home in two with, with an iron or a, or a hybrid maybe. Um, but again, the greens are so firm, it's going to be hard to hold. Yeah. hold greens with that long of a club. So, so, so you, you make the carry, right? You make the yardage, but you don't really get anything out of it. Exactly. Yeah. The, the, the risk reward of making Eagle, uh, doesn't, it, it, it's not there, uh, to, to take the chance essentially. Yeah. Sure. So. Hmm. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, so is that, so is anybody reluctant kind of coming into, you know, the newly, re- I mean, it's, I'm sure they're not right. I mean, it's uh, it's Jack's tournament and everybody's uh, extra excited to get an invitation to show up. So I, I'm probably miswording it, but it is, but just from looking at renovated courses and, and I know you guys probably got a letter, what it several weeks or maybe months ago, right. And here's what the changes are and here's kind of what you're going to see. But, but yep. even out, even outside of Memorial, when courses are going through renovations and changes, um, is it are are folks reluctant are players reluctant to be like eh, i don't know what i'm getting into and is there or are you excited about the challenge and the change and and looking forward to what's uh you know what's being put in front of you yeah no i i, I think we're all excited you know um 
you get out, you, you play golf on the PGA tour for as long as I have, which is I'm in my 11th year now. Mm-hmm. Um, you see the same courses every year, right? You see the same pins every year. And so little renovations like this are actually welcomed at least by me because it, it just, it adds that little bit of diversity, a little bit of, little bit of, uh, of, newness to everything sure um which we all like projects right we all like to have some sort of side project going on something we're building something we're uh creating something we're learning about um and it's it's kind of the same with golf it's it's fun to play new golf courses because you get to experience something new so um and on top of that I don't think there's any hesitation in terms of wanting to come here and play because this is, this is the Memorial tournament. This is Jack's tournament. Um, a lot of guys love this place. It's one of the most beautiful golf courses, uh, I think in the world, the, the spectators are awesome. They're, they're true golf fans. Um, they they have a reverence for for what Jack has done and what he's what he's done to the community here in Columbus and and Ohio State and and all that. So, um, you know, I think uh, I, I think we're all very very excited to be here. And um, yeah, I, I think uh, on TV the the coverage it's it's going to be impressive to watch just because the like I said the course is in the best shape it's ever been in and it's a little bit different that the announcers are going to have a lot to talk about. Um, so it's just going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. So, so do you ever shoo Colt off when he's, um, when it, when he comes over to, uh, when he's on on course and he wants, uh, wants some TV time with you, do you ever like, Hey, get away from me. Is there any, is there any, is there any bitterness from, no, but I'm going to tell him, I'm going to tell him that you told me to do that. (laughs) He he said he wouldn't come on the show anyway. So uh, we'll start start a rivalry here. Why not? Oh, there we go. There we go. (laughs) Everybody Uh, needs a little back and forth here. Hey, and, and I mean, and what I'm referencing, I mean, again, I mentioned it earlier, but, uh, you know, a hell of an amateur career, uh, you know, that you had. And and also you mentioned it 11 years on tour. Uh, you know, I'm, I've never been on tour and won't be on tour. I don't want to be pessimistic. I'm just a realist. So, nope. uh, you know, that that's just uh, the, the fine line that separates uh, you're really damn good or just uh, keep hacking it up on the weekend kind of thing. So, but right. yeah, in, in 07, right. Uh, yep. uh, uh, with, uh, with Colt at the, Yep. Uh, at the amateur uh, 2008 yep. uh, low am at Torrey Pines. Uh, if I finished, I would, uh, what 30 or better a T 28. Yeah. I think T 29, I think yeah. wow. uh, that week. Uh, it's funny that week at uh, Torrey Pines, that was a week tiger one with his bum knee. He played, <laughs> against, played off against Rocco mediate. I actually played with Rocco the first two days. That's cool. That was some of the most fun golf I've ever had because all he did was talk the whole time. <laughs> I, I hear he is quite the character. <laughs> no, it's unbelievable. He has story after story. He, and, and for me being an amateur, he was so encouraging and welcoming to, you know, it was not like I was imposing on his play. I mean, it was, sure. It was like he was playing weekend golf at his home country club. It was, it was so much fun. Um, That's fun. But uh, yeah, that, that was a, that was a, a, a great week. I, I played really well and probably my worst driving week I've ever had. I was literally missing fairways by 30 yards, Wow! but because it was the U S open and there were 50,000 fans there, 30 yards off the fairway, it was trampled down perfect lies. So I, <laughs> I, I was finding the other fairway on the hole, basically. Sure. <laughs> yeah, funny, for, fortuitous conditions. Eh? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that was a fun week. Hmm. 
Uh, yeah, that's got to be, man, we could, uh, we're definitely getting you a blind tasting of some of this stuff and get your brother on. I want, I want to hear some more of those stories with, uh, yeah. with Rocco and some other folks that you've had a chance Absolutely. To, to, to tee it up with. So I'm going to back up a minute. Cause you mentioned projects. Yep. And, uh, if, if you follow Michael Thompson on Instagram, you don't see a whole lot of golf on there, but you see a <laughs> hell of a lot of muscle cars on there and, 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 and some, uh, some Land Rovers, uh, or maybe Ra- Land Rover or Range Rover. I always get it, it was Land Rover 110. Yep. Land Rover. So, yep. uh, is that Mustang is the fastback? Is that your daily driver? No, it, it's actually, uh, currently in the process of getting painted, which it's been in the shop for three years now. Hmm. Um, I, I took it to a guy who works by himself and he's charging me very, very little. Um, he, actually he painted a 65 Mustang for Jason bone. And so that's where I got the reference from. Cool. Sure. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I, I bought that car. I want to say 2014 maybe, okay. and, uh, drove it from Tampa to Birmingham. When I lived in Birmingham, greatest eight hour road trip of my life. <laughs> Got a, had a massive sunburn on my left arm sitting on the window on the, on the door. Uh, it was so loud. I had to wear earphones just to listen to music. Wow. Um, and I got home and it was what I wanted, but there were some cosmetic stuff that I wanted to, to refurbish mainly the interior. Uh, and so I stripped the entire interior out of the car and I got to that point, I was like, well, the wiring is a little off and I didn't really like the engine. Uh, I think it could be better. So I just disassembled the whole car. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, hold, hold on. So, so when you say you, because it looks like you're doing a, quite a bit of the yeah. work yourself, right? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, okay. I did it all. Yeah, I, I, I trailered it. We, we were in the process of moving me and my wife from Birmingham to to sea Island, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And when we got it to sea Island, Georgia, we, we bought a, uh, a condo, a three bedroom condo with one car garage. And I parked it in there and I literally, I literally took every nut and bolt off the car. Wow. <laughs> in a space. If you can imagine those Mustangs are pretty, pretty narrow anyways, yeah. but sure. Uh, the garage space, I had two feet on either side of the car to work, <laughs> work with, and I'm taking parts off. I'm storing it in the spare bedroom upstairs. Um, you know, and, uh, so what you're saying is your wife is very patient and understanding. Yes. <laughs> That's great. It took a lot of convincing that this was a good idea. <laughs> and, uh, um, I disassembled the whole car and then I slowly started to piece it back together, uh, at least all the mechanicals. So I, I rebuilt the suspension. Uh, I tore the motor down. I took it to a machine shop and, and, uh, had them clean it, paint it, uh, and then uh, bring it back to me so that I could build it all myself. Cause I wanted to learn the, the whole, a big point of all of this was for me to learn how to mechanically build a car and how a car works. Um, and uh, so I, I bought an engine stand, I put the engine block on the stand. I, I started assembling, put the, you know, the camshaft, the crankshaft, all the pistons in um, all the bearings, uh, the heads and everything. And uh uh, just slowly started rebuilding it. And then, uh, as if you go on my Instagram, you can, you can see the video of when I first started the car, that was probably the most nervous I've ever been. 
uh, was starting that car for the first time because I, I didn't know if it was going to blow up or not. So hold on. So had you, had you, and, uh, like, were you, were you, had you ever done anything like this prior to? No. So the interest in cars. Yeah, I sound crazy, don't I? <laughs> no. I, I mean, I, I'm just saying, I mean, you're, it's like, you know, I mean, if you think about an engine in, in its simplest form, right? I mean, anybody that yep. kind of understands, just, you know, I mean, you, you, mechanics, I mean, you kind of get how an engine works right. until you take the engine apart. And then yep. you've got all these pieces that have to, I mean, it's like the worst uh, jigsaw puzzle you could ever put together. Yeah. And you can't just force something in there because no. when you force it in, then you got bigger issues, right? Yeah, exactly. The, the tolerances in an engine are so small. You have to measure everything. Um, and I had no idea, like this is all stuff that I learned as I was going, I bought all the manuals, to put it together and, um, but it, it was, it, it was, I mean, as, as you said earlier, all my Instagram stuff is all car stuff. <laughs> like I, it just fascinates me. And, um, I'm our guy on the PGA tour, like all the guys come to me and ask car questions. <laughs> um, and, uh, and that, that Land Rover defender 110, uh, that was Harris English's oh, wow. defender okay. that he bought and, uh, it stopped working cause he wasn't driving it. And I said, Hey, bring it over. I'll take a look at it. You know? And one year later, I've got the entire dash ripped out the wiring harnesses ripped out the carburetors off the engine, rebuilding them on a table. Um, I basically put that car back together and, and, and uh, you know, every time I talk to him, it is it still running. It's like, yep. Every time I turn it on, it, it, it starts right up. <laughs> nice. so I'm doing something right. That's you know? good, man. Did, the, did, the, so, did the Mustang start up? Yeah, it did. It ran. I, I broke in the camshaft um, and, uh, uh, Took it for a test drive. I think I burned out the clutch because I didn't have the shift, uh, the shifter tied down, uh, you know, bolted down yeah. enough. So I, I uh, had trouble getting it into first gear, and I had to uh, coming out of the gas station. I had to get going in second gear on a brand new clutch. That's that's a that's a no no. So um, I think when I get it back, I'm gonna have to replace the clutch, um, and then uh, you know, then all I have left to do is the interior. So yeah. Um, I'm excited to get it back. I hope it get it back this year. Uh, I'd love to be able to drive it this fall, mm -hmm. um, but uh, I, I got to stay patient. I got to just golf first, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, you got to be able to pay for it, so you know, <laughs> right. some yeah. Point. But uh, uh, yeah, we got to make a living first things first. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, but you know, as I'm thinking, and I was, you know, I was looking at your Instagram, and I'm thinking, like, you know, why is it how a golfer is now doing this? But you know, and you're talking about the small space in the garage and moving. But I mean, if you think about golf, right, and the, your golf swing, I mean, you live in a compartmentalized environment just on a day to right, and and the right. you know, the, the compartments or, you know, varied, but, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say that it's dissimilar to hopefully, I think that's a word, uh, to, uh, you know, to, to working on a car, right. Because I mean, you've got little compartments and you're making these little minute thing, even though, you know, the engine in itself is kind of big, but then you've got all these intricacies inside of that engine that are actually turning into, you know, that one unit that actually right. you know, make, makes the, makes the complete thing. So, yeah, I, I think that's really cool. I, and I guess I'm even more surprised that 
they're not more golfers that are kind of doing the whole car thing. I, I don't right. know. Maybe it's easier to send it off and get it done. But I, I guess I, I find it unique that, you know, your, yeah. your challenge or, you know, your want to is, you know, you want to kind of get in, dig in and kind of learn it and do it and feel it and touch it, et cetera. Right. You know, I think I, there's a lot of guys that uh, we all have our, our, um, our interests and our hobbies that kind of get us away from the game, you know, because mm -hmm. we, we play golf at a level that is very stressful, right? right. Uh, we're playing at the highest level against the best players in the world on the, on the hardest golf courses in the world in the best condition they've ever been in. Yep. And, and you do that over and over and over again, that it starts to wear on you. And we, we all need, you know, we all need something to kind of get away from, from golf, uh, with, yeah, an outlet, and, right. That's you know, uh, that's a hobby. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Cam Smith, fishes yeah uh, he goes fishing all the time right <laughs> yeah. um uh there let's see who else um you know a lot of guys get involved with college sports or, or get involved sure. with their 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 colleges um you know some guys just like um like driving classic cars or just you know having a car collection. ian poulter has a car collection right mm -hmm. um so i think it's good for us to have something that we can go to to get our mind off the game because i think that allows us to come back with a fresher mindset a more energized uh, body and mind and uh ready to go when we start traveling again yeah hey, you know i'm surprised that i don't see a boy scouts of america uh logo on your on your shirts i'm surprised they're not sponsoring you yet are there any other eagle scouts on tour you know, I don't know if any of the other players are, um, actually an interesting fact, uh, my caddy, Damian Lopez, he goes uh, by caddy wagon on, uh, Instagram, great Instagram to follow. Okay. Um, he also a fellow car guy loves old Volkswagens has a uh, 64 VW bus that he drives around in Midland, Texas all the time. Nice. Fully restored. Beautiful. Wow. Um, and, uh, I didn't find out until about a year into him working with me that he's also an Eagle Scout. Oh, wow. Um, really? So we might be the only Eagle Scout duo <laughs> on tour, uh, player caddy duo. Well, so. du duo, I would, I'll put hard money on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll put hard money on you're the only Eagle Scout duo on tour. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with you. So, um yeah, I, I, you know, it's just, that was something growing up. My grandfather was an Eagle Scout. Uh, my uncle was an Eagle Scout. Um, I, I always looked up to them in terms of their life experiences and what they, uh, what they've, um, what they've done in their lives. And, and, uh, I loved scouting growing up. I mean, I loved the camps, the, the, the backpacking trips. Um, I still talk about Philmont, which is a high adventure backpacking trip out in New Mexico. Mm. Um, and, uh, it was, I was 14 carrying a 50 pound pack and we hiked 80 miles in 11 days. It was, it was the best experience of my life. Nice. Um, but, uh, um, yeah, still very proud of that. Um, I actually early on in my career talked to the boy Scouts of America about, uh, doing something, but that, that fell through. Yeah. Um, I'm actually looking forward to getting into scouting again. Uh, when my son mm -hmm. grows, uh, gets a little bit older and gets, gets into that age where he can start doing some of that stuff. So um, uh, I'm, I'm not an Eagle scout. I was involved, you know, uh, younger, you know, my younger years, but uh, it, I do find it's very typical that if you have a family member 
that was an Eagle Scout, you're more likely to have other family members become an Eagle Scout. Right. Right. Yeah. It's uh, it, it's very few people get to that level where they, they complete all the ranks. Um, and I think, I think what you just said is, is true because those who have reached Eagle Scout have such reverence and, and, um, affinity for their scouting adventures and, and their experience. And they pass that along to the next generation. So, um, it's just more motivating, I think, for the for you know cousins and nephews and sure. and kids of Eagle Scouts to kind of follow in their footsteps. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to watch uh, to watch that new adventure with uh, with your son and and uh, watch that progress. Man, that, that'll be really cool. Yeah. Hi, this is Ed from Magnolia Spirits or snpikesmagnolia.com. Listen to Birdies and Bourbon. They're the best. We love them. Cheers. So who? Uh, so you're uh, eight oh eight tea time on Thursday, playing with Adam Long and Danny Willett. Yep. Um, who'd you Who'd you play your practice rounds with so far this week? Uh, actually, uh, by myself. Um, I I snuck out on the back nine today, right around lunchtime. I squeezed in. Uh, I think I played behind Troy Merritt um, and uh, Colin Morikawa and uh, Robert. Um, Oh, I'm forgetting his Strep? name. Robert Strep, yes. Um, and uh, which was great. Sometimes it's nice to play by yourself because you kind of take take your time and um, really, especially when there's a, a, a redesign like here or a new mm-hmm. golf course, it's good to kind of dive into the course and really kind of get a feel for uh, what the strategy is going to be for the week, um, how you're going to approach certain pins in that in, in that sense. Uh, it's easier to get distracted when you get playing with other guys because some guys like to gamble. Some guys just like to, to chit chat. Um, some guys just like to be annoying. <laughs> oh, whoa, okay, okay. Oh, hold on, hold on. So, so you've gone down this road. Now, Michael Thompson, you can redirect if needed. Uh, so, so are there, so are there ever any in the pairings in the pair, Cause you can elect to play who you want to play practice rounds with, but right. in the pairings, are there ever any, Oh shit moments. And it could be, now, and we'll get into poker in a minute, but it could be, it could be, Oh no, but it could be, it could be, Oh no, I took a bunch of money off this guy. The last time i can't wait to do it again or it could be who this is going to be a long round of golf and, and i'll let you manage that answer uh, accordingly yeah um yeah i would i would say and this is one guy who i absolutely love talking to um and he's a great player uh we actually talk a lot about formula one racing um but uh carlos ortiz is a he's a good friend of mine but he just yaps. He just, he just <laughs> won't stop. And, and, uh, you know, he, 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 he yaps with his caddy. He yaps with the other players. Uh, and it's a lot of the time it's really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's, you know, he, he's good to talk to. 
And there's other times you just want to be like, dude, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> like, just let, let's go play. <laughs> you know, um, so, so it's positive and negative. Yep. It's positive and negative, you know, and there's other guys, you know, who, who like to throw tantrums. I won't name, name, name names on those. Everybody <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't, don't worry about our image. You can do it on the show. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> um, but it, I, most, everybody is great to play with. Yeah. Um, and, and I will say everybody off the golf course is awesome. Uh, we're all really fun yeah. to be around off the golf course. I think when we get on the, on the course, we, we become a lot more serious because the game has become a lot more serious where there's more on the line mm -hmm. every week. Mm -hmm. Um, which is fun. I think that's the way the, the, you know, what we want to see happen. Uh, we're seeing it in other sports and we kind of want, want golf to be that way. And it's, and, and quite frankly, golf is the only game that everybody has a chance to play. Right. So it's the only game that's that everybody, can, yeah. everybody can relate to. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and so I think that's what makes it, makes it fun. Um, and, uh, it, it it's it's it, i don't know i'm i pinch myself every week that i get to do this because this was my dream ever since i was seven years old to get to be out here and and to be with these guys and it's it's really cool to be you know shooting the shit with rory mcelroy or um you know the the young guys jordan spieth and colin morikawa and guys who who have played unbelievable golf over the last four or five years yeah um you know I've gotten to know Zach Johnson really well, guy that I, I grew up watching, Matt Kuchar, Jim Furyk. I've had multiple it's, it's conversations. It's the C. Allen Mafia. It's, Come on. I mean, you guys have got body bags down there, right? Yeah. It's uh, it's just really, really, really cool. And and uh, I, I constantly have moments where, like, man, I am so lucky. Mm -hmm. um, so, so and, Michael, when, when did you know? So you said since seven, but, and, yep. and you know, you were watching on TV, you know, but I don't think your parents, uh, you, you didn't have any lineage of uh, PGA people in your family, right? And uh, rap back in Tucson when the tournament would come to town and they would play in the pro-am. Um, Cause my, my father in Tucson back in the forties and fifties. Um, and so I think he passed, passed on his golf gene to me, mm. but, um, <laughs> yeah, my, my dad's still upset about that. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, but, but in terms of like professional athletes, there's, there's, I'm the only one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so when did you know that it was going to be a thing? Like, would, was there a, a Michael Thompson moment when you're like, uh, shut, I'm just going to be able to go and play golf. Um, quite honestly, when I, uh, let's see, I picked up competitive golf at, at eight. Um, I would say by 10 years old, I made the decision that I was, that's, I was, that's what I was going to do with my, my career. My life was, I was going to play professional golf mm. and I can remember going around to middle school and high school and, you know, everybody talks about what they're going to do or where they're going to go to college. And I would always say, yeah, I'm going you know, when I got a scholarship, I'm going here, but I'm going to play professional golf. And everybody would look at me like I was the biggest fool in the room. <laughs> and, and, and quite honestly, that was motivation for me. That was, you know, part of, part of, uh, uh, that experience was, 
and, and going forward was like, I'm going to prove everybody wrong. I'm going to prove everybody that I am good enough and I'm going to work hard enough and I'm going to stick with it, uh, in order to make it to, to pro- professional golf, PGA tour golf. And sure. You know, look where I'm standing now. Uh, I'm, I'm very fortunate that I get to live my dream and, um, but I, I will say it, it, in order to live your dream, you got to work hard. You got to believe in it and you got to, you got to work hard and you got to, um, uh, do the things that are not fun in order to get, uh, get to the highest level. Yeah. I, I mean, you mentioned about your coach and you're working on some things that, you know, short game's good. You got some ball striking things to work on and, and to figure out. And I mean, that's, that's probably the, I mean, that's the not fun part, right? Is, is right. like, you, you, you know, it's in there, you know, yep. you've got it. How many times have you hit the ball? Uh, you know, it, it, the point of impact yep. was exactly where it needed to be. It landed right where it needed to be. And then finding that perfect, you know, tempo or, or momentum and, and the swing every time. And yep. I mean, we're watching, you know, plenty of players kind of go through uh, swing changes and, you know, or club uh, club changes, you know, and, and all these crazy things. And it's like, yeah, but what you don't understand is you've got, uh, what do we got? A hundred, you got 119 guys standing beside of you next week that are trying to dial just micro dial in exactly that every yeah. time versus just showing up and be like, yeah, eh, we'll see what happens on the first tee. right yeah it's uh people would be amazed if you could if 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 the general public could have an insight into what goes on into our in our brain and and kind of what we feel day to day uh the the feels we have are to us they feel like they're all over the place like Mm. like one day it feels great the next we're like i I mean i don't even know where this is going i'm just going (laughs) to aim over you know, just swing. And, and to everybody looking on the outside, it's like, Oh man, he freaking striped it, you know? Mm-hmm. And we're like, yeah, caught that like two grooves low. And on the, on the heel, that was shitty. Uh, yeah, your, your eyes are rolled back in your head and you're over here bitching about going, you know, and it's like going, Oh my and, God, I wish I could hit a six iron that far. Yeah, right? Everybody else is ooing and awing over how great that was. And we're like, golly, that was terrible. Yeah. Uh, well, there's so many then, parts to the game, right? To where you've, I think mean, we're talking to uh, Tattersall Cal about about the PGA Tour players, and they'll they'll be talking to them and say, "Hey, well, how'd you do today?" He goes, "Well, I was 800, but my short game was crap today. It was just bad, you know, or something. You know, it's never happy, right?" Right. Yeah, absolutely. There's always shots to be gained out there. It doesn't matter how low you go. <laughs> um, but I think that's part of professional golf, right? Is being able to manage the ups and downs of of the game because. Um, we, we've all, anybody who's played golf has experienced it where you play nine holes, you feel like you're unbeatable. And then the next nine holes, you're like, what just happened? Uh, <laughs> like you blacked out. Um, that, that eighth beer kicks in and here we go. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> um, so I think, I don't know. That's, that's, that's what makes golf beautiful. And that's what makes it, uh, keeps us coming back for more. Mm-hmm. So you're so excited to be at Memorial this week. You like where it's going. I know you got stuff to do, so we, we won't keep you all night. Uh, all right. But 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 a good spot, man. You're you're good spot. You're feeling good. Thinking yeah. uh, m- more to come. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think I got off to a good start early this year and uh, um, on the West Coast. Uh, feel like I was playing solid, but wasn't getting a lot out of my game. Kind of around the Masters. 
Um, and I've tailed off a little bit in the last few weeks. Um, but a lot of that was because I just wasn't able to crap like that. So getting into the summer months, um, body feels better because it, it's, it's looser. It's moving better. Um, we're playing some really good tournaments, uh, th- not only this week, but, uh, I have the travelers on my schedule in Detroit, uh, John Deere going to uh, try to defend at 3M. Um, so I think I'm, I'm ready to make a good push into the FedEx cup and give myself, uh, uh, you know, a, a chance at making the tour championship and, um, hopefully give myself another chance or two to, to try to win a tournament this year. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, you gotta be feeling good though with the win at the three M last year. Right. So you got a two year uh, exemption now. So it, it, uh, it, it, is that like just, uh, and not to say, uh, does it make you work harder to make sure that you get another two year exemption or is it like, whoo, man, I've got like, what, what's that feel like off your chest? Well, it's interesting. It's a huge relief because I, I have a job for actually three years. Um, because of COVID, they, they combined last year and this okay. year's eligibility. Gotcha, um, gotcha. So I'm good through 2023, which is which is massive. I mean, that's that's for a guy like me who's not winning every year. Having that multi-year exemption is is a huge relief. Mm-hmm. Um, it's allowed me to work a little bit harder on my swing to try to become more consistent in my ball striking, which is my biggest weakness. Uh, I think my strengths are putting and, and chipping and um, and driving of the ball has, has actually gotten a lot better this year. But um, the, the, the 3M win was huge for me because it gave me confidence that I could do it again. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I know now when I get in that, that situation again, I, I truly believe that I'm going to have even more confidence that I can do it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, um, success breeds success, right? So the more you get in those situations, the the easier it gets, the more you're going to believe in yourself, the less pressure you're going to put on yourself to try to get in those positions. Um, and overall the golf's just going to continue to get better. I mean, we saw that with Bubba Watson after he won the first two times, he just, his career exploded. Right. So, um, I, I, I'm still young enough that I think that I think I can, uh, have, I have my best years ahead of me. Well, hold, um, hold on, hold on. Phil Mickelson just won the PGA Championship <laughs> at over fifty years old. So you got uh, four, you've got more than fourteen years at least. Yeah, exactly. So um, I think if as long as I keep my head right, right, and yeah. um, you know, continue to believe in myself, continue to work, uh, find that motivation, enjoy the the car building on the side, uh, enjoy my family, but but. Um, you know, like you said, I got till I'm 50, 55, right? Hey, um, I mean, Phil, Phil just said it's such, yeah, I mean, keep yourself pickled and you'll be in good shape. So, yeah. Hey, yeah. So, if you don't mind, I mean, if you could uh, share a couple minutes, so, and, and you can, we can move right on, but you said ball striking is your worst. Uh, you, you think that's what the, the weakest part of your game. When you say that, what, what do you mean exactly? And, and what are you working on? And I know that's probably a longer yeah. conversation, but if there's a condensed answer, if you, if you could. Yeah, it's mostly just consistency week to week. It's uh, I'll I'll have a great week, and then I'll have the next week will will be um, way off. Um, and early on in my career, I struggled with moving, curving the ball too much, um, not being able to control it. Kind of like 
like Phil's been able to do, I guess you can call that control. Um, but uh, <laughs> hey, or hey, Bubba miss, Watson, miss, but, miss every fairway and uh, you know score. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. But but Bubba is probably the best example. Who's someone who's been able to curve the ball unbelievably well and still hit fairways and still hit greens, right? Yeah. Um, so I struggled with that. Um, I'm getting better in the sense that my my miss is is more of a straight push or a straight pull. Mm-hmm. So I'm curving the ball less, which means my misses are going to be better. I'm not going to be missing fairways by 20, 30 yards. Like I did at the U S open mm-hmm. in yep. 2008. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then my approaches into the greens, I'm going to be just off the green or I'm still going to be on the green with my iron play. Um, as long as I don't get too aggressive, my, my, um, I start hitting it poorly when I when I get too aggressive um, with my uh, my pre-shot routine in terms of where I see the ball going. Um, yeah. I like I think the reason why I play well on hard golf courses is because I plot my way around the course. Mm. Um, so do you think you I think you're smart. over you think you're mm-hmm. overthinking it? What like what, yeah. like on the misses? Do you think you're yeah. overthinking what the shot is? Yeah, I yeah yeah that that would be the easiest way to put it. Yeah. Uh, just trying to be too perfect. Yeah. And I was putting it in my simple mind, like, uh, you know, <laughs> how to interpret what you're saying. But I mean, that's yeah. what I hear. It's like, you, you know, it's like, hey, no, it has to be exactly this, but this isn't that bad. I, I don't, you know, I moved my hands from like right. a foot to, you know, a foot and, you know, eight inches. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've played some of my best golf when I, when I visualize goal posts. Okay. So, yeah. I got a right boundary and a left boundary, and all I'm doing, trying to do, is hit it somewhere in that boundary, in in, in between the goalposts. Yep. If I do that, then I'm happy, um, and uh, you know, we'll just go from there. Like I said, hit the ball in the hole as fast as possible. There you go. All right, Michael Thompson, uh, you got stuff to do. I know you got family there and things to do, but I got a few questions for you, or maybe Dan, you have a few questions. Favorite milkshake. Yeah. Favorite milkshake. Favorite milkshake, Buckeye. Ooh. Even though I'm roll tied all the way, the Buckeye is. Ooh, uh, boy, that's a that's <laughs> controversial. <laughs> nice. That's controversial. Uh, so you mentioned you were drinking Basil Hayden's because that what that's what was left yep. behind. But but beverage of and it doesn't have to be any whiskey or bourbon. But what is your beverage of choice? If you're, I'm, I'm gonna. This is the one I want, and I'm gonna get. What's your beverage of choice? Um. I pretty much everywhere I go, whenever I'm eating out, it's, uh, I get an Arnold Palmer. I get a half and half, nice. uh, yeah. unsweet tea, lemonade. Nice. Classic. Awesome. Perfect. All right. Well, I'm following that up with what's your bourbon or whiskey of choice or scotch in my, my scotch of choice right now is Aberlour, okay. uh, double cast 12 year Aberlour. Mm. Um, really, really, really good. Really smooth. Very buttery. Um, and then my second, uh, actually my second, and this is a shout out to my dad. Who's got me into all this <laughs> is, uh, um, red breast. Okay. 12 year red breast. 12 year. So th- yeah. there's a, there's a, if you ever, when, uh, the next time you're playing in New York, you gotta go yep. to, uh, Dan, what's, uh, what's the bar? We're going to have to get you to the bar. How are you at connect Four? like literally like the game? 
I'm great. I was just playing my son the other day and I dominated him. <laughs> well, we, we, Dan and I know a guy at an Irish bar in New York. Is it on the Lower East Side or was it? It's, uh, it's right behind McSorley's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, I, I'm putting money on him. Okay. Uh, on the bartender, because that dude will give you three moves ahead of him and yeah. he'll beat you nine out of 10 times. I've never seen anything <laughs> like it in my life. My, I don't know if it's my last question or not, but I do hear you're a poker player. Hold them uh, or stud? I like stud. I like the old school. Ooh, so do yeah. I. I mean, why, why belabor the game, boys? Let's keep it rolling. Yeah. <laughs> nice. nice. Uh, it's just fun. It's, it's fun to get together with guys and, uh, you know, it, it, anytime you have a chance to beat somebody in something, I'm all in. Okay. okay so, um, any, do you ever play, uh, practice rounds with a golfer that has the initials PM? PM. Yes. He could have been the oldest major winner of. Oh. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I, I was actually scared. It's been a while. I, I was actually scheduled to play with him, uh, Patrick Cantlay and, um, oh boy, who else? There's some other guy. We were going to have a match at Pebble on Wednesday and it got rained out. Oh, that's cool. I went to the ATM very specifically <laughs> for that because I know, uh, that you need to need to like, put a down payment on the match in order to get in. So, um, but maybe we'll reschedule. That's fine. Hey, speaking That's of, fun, would man. you, would you be open to playing in one of the, uh, uh, what do they call it? Not celebrity matches. That's, uh, charity. uh the, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but a charity match. I mean, would you like to do something like that? Yeah. I mean, that, that'd be awesome. I think those, those things are really fun. It's kind of, uh, it's fun to hear the banter between, between guys. Yeah, uh, sure. You know? think, think about this, like Boy Scouts of America do uh, find a golf course, a little camp out kind of thing. And, uh, you know, the, the only, not the only, I mean, you'd have to have other people there, but I mean, that would be really cool for the, the Boy Scouts of America to do would be, uh, you know, yeah. yourself and you, and you put some celebrities together and, yeah. uh, you know, and, and there, there are certain you know ranks that you meet and here's who gets to go and you got to hit some milestones. I mean, that'd be pretty awesome to uh, do a Boy Scouts of America. Um, yeah exhibition match yeah absolutely i've actually um i have a guy in mind that uh i can partner with uh gotten to know michael pena pretty well okay. uh, the actor oh yeah um, mm-hmm. he was in uh End he of was watch. In jury and uh, a bunch of movies mm-hmm. great actor um absolutely loves golf i mean oh. i don't know anybody who loves golf more than him um, what, what was the movie you said way. uh fury with Brad Pitt, the, the tank movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. He was also in Ant-Man. He was kind of the, the funny Hispanic, you know, yeah, 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 sure. band. Yeah. End of uh, Watch. That was a good one. You see that one? Yeah. Oh, end he of Watch. In, yeah. 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 He was in, um, what was that Netflix show about the drug cartels? The Narcos. Uh, Narcos. He was in Narcos. Yeah. Yeah, for show. sure. Yeah. Um, but great guy. Loves golf. Fun to be around. Super funny. Um, but uh, yeah, he would be a good partner for something like that. That's cool. That's man. a good note. It's a good yeah. note. 
Yeah. Uh, Michael Thompson, we've kept you longer than we should have, sir. We definitely appreciate your time. Congratulations on uh, on your two wins. Uh, you know, the drought that happened in between uh, the first one and the second one, let's hope it's not as long because may our glasses always be full and cheerful, sir. Thank you so much, buddy. We enjoyed it, yes, Michael. Sir. And where can people Thanks. find Michael Thompson at and learn about your cars? Yeah, uh, Michael Thompson Golf is my uh, uh, Instagram handle um i don't do twitter all that much but um you know i'll try to post more videos more content on there for you guys maybe a little bit of golf here or there uh and hopefully a little bit more bourbon and whiskey and and scotch so well, get a get perfect. a hold of your get a hold of your brother we've got <laughs> yes. a uh, we got a blind tasting coming up sir there you go perfect all right cheers thanks. cheers thank you guys Bye.